Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and before I start I'd like to thank our sponsors Medell Healthcare. Well we have Camogie and Ladies Football on the show. So the results from the weekend and in Camogie on Saturday in the Nancy Murray Cup final Tyrone 310, Wicklow 39 and on Sunday unfortunately I was unwell and not able to get to Crow Park in the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Junior Final Antrim 5-5 Armagh 14 points. Dervla Cosgrove scored four goals there for the Saffrons and this is their first year at the junior grade so that's a great achievement and it was a nice tribute to Antrim Camogie legend Lily Spence who died last week and we send our sympathies to Lily's family and Antrim Camogie. In the intermediate final Galway 13 points Cork 11 and a two-point win for a young Galway side and another All-Ireland title for manager Cahill Murray. They finished the game with 14 players after Kate Manning was sent off for a second yellow in the 54th minute and in the senior final Kilkenny won 13, Cork won 12 and a second title in three years for the Cat. Denise Gaw with a decisive score, a well-struck free and it was a fantastic finish to a great game. So I'm delighted to be joined by a good friend of the show, Frank Brown. We had a busy day of Camogie yesterday. Antrim, the junior champions. The intermediate title went to Galway and then we had the big one, Kilkenny and Cork. And it looked at the start that Kilkenny were going to walk away with it. Then Cork came back yeah. into it. And then we had it level and in a frantic last couple of minutes, it was Denise Gall. Who else would you want to take a free? Yeah, absolutely. In the Camogie world, like Denise is up there with the best in the free deckers, you know. And like, I suppose I listened to her interview afterwards there and, you know, she was excited and all about ice in the veins. And, you know, typical Kelly Harlan or Camogie player, when the pressure really comes on, she stood up. But fair play. But that's experience too, though. Denise has kind of hasn't been there yesterday the day before. She's there a good mm-hmm. long while. Denise, you know, so when, when the pressure came on now, I suppose Ashling kind of half a chance, but that's all I really caught Ashling's chance after that to kind of draw a level with it, you know, but I think a fair result, I think the hallmarks of kind of, it was really a clash of two styles as well, mm-hmm. Denise, we had all the hallmarks of um, we had all the hallmarks of Davy in Cork and they get that short pass and running game, but look, at again like I say, it's not there yesterday this, this that was the game that corporate, well, I suppose, Kilkenny, a little bit more traditional, kind of hunting packs, get possession and, and, and play the ball then long, you know. So it was a real, a real clash of stars, a really good game. But, you know, again, we have to say, and we have this discussion every single year, Denise, just a pity there was only 23,000 in headquarters in the big house to see it. That's exactly it. And you look at it over yeah. the years and you've been involved with ladies football as well and yeah. how it's captured the imagination and the crowds that they get every year. Yeah. And yet Camogie just hasn't hit those heights yet. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I think there's a couple of I think there's a couple of reasons for that, Denise, to be honest with you. I think reason number one, the whole when we when we look back on the Camogie season this year, yeah, we think of yesterday and the day of the final. But an awful lot of it got lost in translation between the All Ireland Football Championship. Like we all know that in terms of our GEA sports, you're probably the All Ireland Men's Final, the All Ireland sorry, the All Ireland Hurling Final, the All Ireland Ladies Football, and then Camogie comes forth. But yeah. it just seemed to have, you know, some of the kind of fixtures, you know, playing All Ireland semi final, semi weekend, the All Ireland Football Final, and all. And like, you're in the media game, you know how hard it is, and yeah. you do your best to 
struggled as many get as many colleges as you can for lady sport, you know, be it whatever. And it's just so hard when you're competing with the big ticket men's games, you know. You said it exactly because even the ladies I noticed for the captain's day for the finals, there were yeah. journalists there that I hadn't seen because the football and the hurling was over and they had something to focus on. Yeah, exactly. Now the other thing I think as well, I think the Camogie Association has to kinda of have a look at when we play the fixtures so we can find a niche in, in the calendar but also I think we have to have a look at the whole grading system as well there you know like Cork and uh, Galway in the first game a lot of those girls are going to come on and play senior and play in Crook Park again and again and again in the senior championship you know there's no doubt about that you know would, would we be better with the likes of the Mead you know yes. the other teams who were beating the semi-finals there have their chance to have a day in Crook Park as well like to me in fairness to ladies football and God knows I can give out about it enough as well but <laughs> the, the, the structure of ladies yeah. football in terms of how to structure their championship I think is absolutely just right you know I think three divisions I think in, in Harland Denise and we talk about this a lot I think we've too many decisions, um, divisions I think time yeah. is kind of a bit like a, it's a bit like a community games you know there's a medal for everybody kind of thing you know but I think football, ladies, football have it just right. Senior, intermediate, junior, one goes up, one goes down, and let's just get it on and, you know, promote a game in your own county. And if you're good enough, you go up, and if you're not good enough, you go away and you work harder, they try and go up the following year. Yeah, because you look at the junior yesterday, and it was wonderful to see Antrim and our man that. And just today I was talking to Cathy Carey, the Antrim ladies football captain. And... The Camogues winning yesterday has kind of given them a, a bit of a boost ahead of their replay on Saturday. Yeah, we all know that. Like, you know, the, the, like the, the rising tidiest, all the boats that are in, in the bay, like, and there's no doubt about that, and winning, and everybody wants to be part of a, a winning team and all that. Kind of, I just think maybe, you know, in terms of the crowd as well, then would it have been more, you know, we, we saw how fanatical the Mead ladies football yeah. supporters were in the crowd and the numbers and, and the enthusiasm and the love for the game. And, you know, if we had Mead in an intermediate Camogie final, I have no doubt that the kind of the Royals would have stayed, stayed in and looked at the game and, and brought numbers there as well. So I think that's that's a structure that Camogie is going to have to look at. As I say, in the bigger GA family, um, I think ladies football have it just right. I think we've too many in Harland and Nice, as I said, and we haven't enough in men's football. And it's just too easy to in Camogie. So and there's a there's a feather in the cap for ladies, ladies football and it's not often I give them. The thing about it is you're opinionated, but you know you speak from the heart and you speak from someone yeah. who knows the games so well. And, and love the game, Denise, you know, and love the game, love the sport, love the GA. All I know, you know, we've often talked about sure all I know is GA, yeah. you know, all I know is hurling and football and camogie and ladies football. That's all I know. And like any time I try and say something, you know, and maybe at times I sound harsh, but like we have to give our opinion on it, yeah. you know, and that's I suppose the whole point. And, and, and that's my opinion on it. I think, you know, I think we have a brilliant game. I think it's an absolutely fantastic game, you know. But in another way, what really, really troubles me as well, like you know, we saw uh, Austin Gleeson there played his last game for Tipper for Waterford, sorry, in Championship Hurling, kind of end of April, beginning of May, and we won't see him in a county jersey now. And the man is worth twenty euro admission ticket in the loan to see him in action, but we won't see him till next February on a wet boggy pitch. And you know, like five thousand years ago, when when the Lord God above created Harland, he 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 designed to be played on days like today, warm sunny days with dry pitches and a dry ball. You know, so I think we have to look at how we're marketing our games as well. You know, we 
Premiership coming back yesterday competing for the hearts and minds of you know of, of sports supporters around the country. You have to find a place as well for club and for 90% of players. But you think of it, you know, they they tried to do it this year with the with the split season and to many players are over in America playing football you said it there I see it there in Mayo there the, the, the Mayo club championship doesn't start till the end of uh, till the end of August because you know I see yeah. the Mayo club with three or four lads away on J1 and you know what fair play to him Denise because for three years during the whole COVID thing nobody could go, go anywhere you couldn't go five kilometres yeah, yeah. This is their ch- you couldn't go five kilometres and might yeah. go to Chicago you know or to, so fair play to them you know and, and a, way, a way to go but the, the club championships in Mayo are not starting to so it didn't make any any real difference anyway we're kind of we're kind of playing leagues here and we're playing this game and that game to try and kind of fill the time to the championship comes. but then come September we'll go headstrong with the championship lads will be good lads and girls will be going back to college you know all the rest of their lives will be going back on and we'll be still trying to trying to fit in the pitches will be getting you know lights will be needed for training and all those issues so I think there has to be and look at it's so brilliant probably people are going to you know WhatsApp in and say well what is the solution Frank just yet I don't really know but I think we have to dream up and we can, if we can put all our minds and minds together you know I think we can come up with something but I get we need to try things as well Denise of course we do you know that's the lifeblood change you know the only, Mahatma Gandhi is the only constant that life has changed so we need to change and we need to grow and we need to do that but I think we also kind of need to say okay we need to do something here imagine like Denise imagine a saying to the man who invented Coca-Cola 60 or 70 years ago you know you're going to invent Coca-Cola you're going to get gripe water you're going to put a bit of brown dye in it you're going to make a fizzy and it's going to become world famous but I'm only going to let you sell it for six months of the year yeah. I keep laugh at you you know and that's I just feel that's what we're doing I know we got to promote our clubs of course we do I go back to my club you go back to our club we all love our club but at the same time though our senior inter-county team is the blue ribboned you know mm. it, it's our benchmark within our counties and we have to we have to support we have to support and drive that on as well you know I was actually going to ask you when you mentioned about Mayo because Mayo ladies got to an alarming yeah. semi-final this year and when you think yeah. about the amount of players that they are missing because yeah. of Australia yeah. and now we've seen an exodus and it seems more and more are going each year and we're missing out on a lot of our top footballers I know a lot of 100% players, a lot now like Vicky yeah. Wall and Orla Lally and Blahi Macken were allowed to stay yeah. on until the end but a lot of the players so were contracted and they couldn't play for their county in the champion. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's an issue, and I think it's going to be a non-going issue. But I have a very simple theory on it. Like, I, you know, I watch a good bit of the. I've watched because simply, you know, I suppose Cora was the groundbreaker, the yeah. first one to go and do it. So I watch. I watched a good bit of the FLW, and in some ways, I, I agree with Eamon Murray. Just, um, you know, it's it's a strange game to watch. I don't know how, how high the skill levels are, but I think the Irish succeed so well because a they're very fit, b their skill level and their ball yeah. control and their ball handling are absolutely superb at it all. And I think that's why. And I think, you know, I think the AFLW have, have a model and I think they know exactly what they're doing. They're bringing in loads and loads of Irish girls who will, just by their very presence, bring up the skill levels. Then that'll generate, you know, the kind of generically then they'll come up with their own kind of home-based players and then there won't be a need for the Irish girls to go out anymore. But look... You see the likes of Neve Kelly, Grace Kelly, Aileen yeah. Gilroy, all these players, they're offered a chance, you know, of, of professional sport. 
why wouldn't they take it? Of course they have to go and take it, and it's just something we're going to have to work our way around. I don't think it's going to be going away today or tomorrow, but I worry that we're losing our role models, yeah. to me. You know, people who, who we want our kind of teenage girls to aspire to being, you know, and yet they're going across the far side of the world for six months of the year. You know, again, do I have a solution? Because we, we have to always remember, too, that this is professional sport. And yeah. you remember that old that old phrase, whoever pays the piper gets to pick the tune, and the AFLW are paying the pipers at the moment, so they're, they're getting to pick the tunes in terms of when they'll have the players in the want. Yeah, and it's exactly like the lads going over to America. Going back to the camogie. We'll be landed away as usual. Exactly. So myself and yourself talk about everything and anything. You yeah. were on just about the two styles and I yeah. watched Paddy Murray last night, Paddy managed Cork, yeah. and he was on it's about Cork, yeah, Cork's tactics. Like Chloe Sigerson, they were kind of sacrificing her. I agree there. But look, I suppose Paddy's had his time and he's had his all Ireland and you know, he said, okay, I have enough now and hand it over to Batten now. And of course, he's worth listening to. And of course, his opinion is valued because at the end of the day, he's been in the big arena mm. so many times. But I think Cork, you know, in fairness to, to the time with the manager and David Fitch, there, they made a decision, look, this is the style we're going to try and bring it out. This is what we're going to try and do. And again, they, they felt, obviously, with the, with the talent pool they had and with the group of players they had, they were going to have to change and they have to try, you know, and try and hold on and get their title back. They were probably watching Galway and off last the Galway style is a little bit similar to the Cork style you know maybe not as quite as tippy tappy so they were probably thinking okay Galway are the benchmarks how are we going to beat them what are we going to have to do to do it so we're going to try this traditional running game and which is brilliant in East Wales you know we, we've seen that in the men's game as well you know we saw Davy Fitz and Wexford introducing that mm-hmm. running game and when it works it looks absolutely brilliant exactly when, when it breaks down it looks absolutely terrible and you've, you've all the lads like myself up in the back of the stand saying will you larry it in long and don't be doing this tippy tappy we look at the senior and you see that yeah. obviously in the next couple of years and over the last few years we've had Cork, Galway and Kilkenny. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. This year it was great to see Waterford. Can you see yeah. other counties coming in there and breaking well, the I think we've Yeah, I think we've had, we've had a couple of different levels, you know. We've, mm-hmm. we've probably the, the, the Cork and the Kilkenny. Galway are probably a step ahead yeah, and they're probably looking at the next tranche and being Waterford, Tip, probably Dublin mm. kind of heading into that kind of area there now as well and then even another step down probably to the players and that of this world then as well you know so So that's where you go with grades that you did talk about that's where I think you go with grades, yeah. I think, I think we have, where you have a double intermediate and a double and a senior team. I'm not for sure. You know, you have a situation now where, say, Cork and Galway, neither of those teams can go up to senior. So, Offaly will be offered the chance to actually get relegated from senior to maybe take to, to plead their case to go back up to senior, you know. And is that right way or a wrong way? I, I, I don't know. I think if I was the Offaly, if I was in charge of Offaly anyway, I think I'd be saying, um, you know, we're, we're, we weren't good enough senior. Let's that's, that's be honest, whether that was the case. Because if we were, we wouldn't have got relegated yeah. and go down now. It's nearly you know, a vicious building, circle, isn't it, really? Building. It is, yeah. It's, it's that, and, and, you know, are the strong getting stronger and the weak just being left here? Because I know, Denise, and you know, in the likes of the kind of the Rathcommons, the Mayos, the Cavins, there's ferocious work going on yeah. in underage level. But we have to make sure we have a pathway for them players then up through junior and in intermediate and wherever they want to go then. And I think that pathway, and we have the ladies football, there's no doubt about it. Because you look at the Mead story alone, yeah, where they came from, you know, Division 3 to winning intermediate to winning back-to-back All-Irelands. Because you know, people forget about that's Terry. That's proof of the pathway. 
Yeah, because Kerry, if they won, they would have overtaken yep. Cork, the most titles. Whereas me, it just came yeah. out. But me, realised, though, that something needed to be done. They were relegated and then they just built it again. And that's exactly what a lot of counties, I think, I think they need yeah. to realise. They have to do that. Yeah, and I think say, for the likes of Anopoli and the Camogie, I think that's the way they have to be looking. Okay, we're going to put three years together. We're going to ask these players to try and buy into this. You know, we're going to we're going to get our stuff together here and it's going to take us three years. But I think Mead has given every team that's in that kind of grey hover between yeah. kind of a good intermediate to a poor senior in the you're in the yo you up one year down the next. Mead has given kind of I suppose hope to them that yeah. if you actually buy into a system and you buy into a culture and you buy into it and the way you go and I love watching Mead play. You know, I, I, I love watching them play because it's all out of, it's all out of attack or all out of defence for them and, and they have a brilliant system to work really hard and their fitness levels are superb. So I think they've brought the ladies ladies football onto a new level. I think I love watching Kenny though because Kenny Denise and being 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 from Wexford, I suppose Kenny would have always been our arch rivals, mm-hmm. but in Harlan or Camogie, they're incredibly neutral hurlers. You know, they look the hurl looks so comfortable, comfortable in their hands, you know, they're they're all able to go and hurl and then, you know, in fairness there right now, we pull them all together and just a really, really good team, you know, and it's it's hard to see anyone breaking into that top three over the next yeah. three to four years. When you think of how it has improved over the last number of years, like Brian Dowling now has led them to two All-Ireland titles in three years when those top three teams, you know, there's very little between them. Very, very little between them. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's only a point. Any one of those teams on their day will beat the others. And I'd say it's probably similar to the next level down to become, they get that kind of fourth position. I think kind of Waterford, Tipperary, probably Dublin. There's very little between them as well in terms of who's the fourth best you know, any one of those three would be each other to be kind of number four in the pecking order as well, didn't he? So it's very competitive. It's, it's how we kind of keep raising the standards, I think, is, is is the big concern for us now because we have to remember too that in Harlan is a much more difficult game to coach simply because there's about 137 core skills in, in Harlan slash Camogie, while there's about 40 kind of core skills yeah. in football, national ladies football. So, you know, it, it's a different game and we, we, we have to remember that too, you know. You mentioned Eamon Murray earlier on. I would love to yeah. sit down. I can imagine a night with you and Eamon Murray. I don't know if I get yeah. a word in edgeways. You wouldn't get, no, you wouldn't. No, no. You just have to hop the odd ball every here and there now and keep and keep going up to the bar and getting points to Carisbrook for us and we'd be away then, Denise. He's passionate about it. He loves it. And, and players buy into that too. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if players feel they're being looked after, you know, he gives back. And I'll tell you what I love about Eamon Murray too. And whether he does it naturally or he does it by design as a manager, but he's, he's quite willing to show that he's vulnerable. Yeah. You know, he's quite willing to show. I've been annoyed about this, right? Not, you know, and in terms of kind of, you know yourself in, in modern media, it's very hard to get any kind of reaction out of any manager because we're all coached to death and don't say this and don't say that. But Emil, Emil will shoot as he sees it. And in some ways, I think players appreciate that, you know, because to see that passion, to see that Eamon has their back, and it makes it very easy to buy into him. You know, because again, he shows his vulnerability, and the people, the players find that appealing, and they're willing to put themselves and look at. And the proof of the pudding is on the tin there, you know, because he's done it. Are you talking about yourself? Because I remember after Longford won a lorry yeah. many years ago, there was a picture of myself and yourself, and we kind of got a little bit emotional. And I seen yeah. Frank Brown get yeah. emotional there. Yeah. Oh, a million percent. Because, but don't forget, though, Denise. Exactly, fifty-one weeks before that, we stood in the very same spot yeah. after we beaten. Well you know, beaten, so, well beaten. Yeah, and we we had we had, we had, but 
look, I look back on that time and with huge fondness, you know, because the very first year, 2012, you know, we had a choice. Were we going to let Nath for Ireland die? And that was it. Or was, you know, would I step up and try and give a hand? And we did. And we built a little bit. And we built a little bit. And then we got to win a Larry Marr, which, you know, like, I remember people saying to me, sure, so just a Larry Marr. And I said, but sure, it's the only competition we could win. And we won it. And, you know, we're delighted with ourselves. And now we go on. What was even more important, because we got a terrible bum deal that year in terms of the fixtures. But we actually got promotion to fall that a week later up in Ballinamore as well. And that yeah. was hugely important just to go on to the next level, you know. With 16 players. With 16 players, yeah, yeah. I kind of thought we got a raw deal and I genuinely think as well, whoever wins should walk and whoever loses their championship should yeah. go down and that's the end. But look at, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I suppose I'm not the one to make the decision. But yeah, it was a hugely emotional time. And, but from a manager or a coach's point of view, if you're going to do it, you have to give everything to it, Denise, yeah. you know. And my father... You know, above in heaven, God resting yourself. So if you put a little bit in, you get a little bit out. If you put a lot in, you get a lot out. And if you put everything into it, you get a bring back out of it. And that's, that's the key to it. And then you can actually see the work that, and we mentioned them, Brian Dowling and Eamon mm. Murray. You know, I know yeah. there's other managers for the other grades, but I'm just saying those two because yeah, they've yeah. won senior yeah. and, and senior championships. So, like in all fairness, senior championships, as I said, you know, there's very little between. And you look at Meath, like Meath were, there was yeah. a few times where you know, even Donegal are probably saying, you know, how do we let that game slip? Yeah, yeah. I think in, in terms of the ladies' football, Denise, yeah, I think Donegal have to be kind of saying to themselves, you know, we've been knocking on that door yeah. of kind of top four, top five. I thought maybe this was the year to make the breakthrough, but they didn't. And I think as well then, I suppose a similar situation in Galway when you see kind of Kilcairn Cumberland winning all Ireland Cup titles, winning all Ireland Sevens. You know, Galway competing in minor, wired and not pushing on to that next level just yet. You know, but I think it, you know, I think they're kind of they're the great kind of conundrums of, of certainly to me that Donegal and Galway are kind of probably two of kind of you know loads of potential that haven't might quite made um, that breakthrough yet. Yeah, it's good. I tell you, you mentioned the clubs there. I'm sure you know everyone's kind of now looking forward to because last year we had a really good championship in club football and Camogie. Yeah. Oh, and I think we're, we're, we're destined for the same. And I suppose, I know I had a little bit of a rant in the rave about why we finished Intercounty. And but now, our club players are going to get a chance, both in, you know, in Camogie and Harlan and all of those, to play on good pitches, dry pitches, you know, be it the, the late summer, early autumn. So we're going to get a chance. I think we're going to see that. But I think people need to step up now and support their clubs, you know. It's easy to be in the in the Yahoo crowd going to Croke Park to support yeah. your support your county and drink cans of Bulmers and that kind of thing. But now you need to go onto the pitch on a Friday evening. You know you're doing St Mary's there, Mohill there in in Leitrim on on Friday evening, and you know hopefully it'll be a fine evening and a huge because you can't beat the club the old club game for a bit of banter, a bit of crack, a bit of, a bit of local rivalry, Denise. That's exactly it. And you know what, sure, I might see was a club ground in the near future. Please God. Please God, and we'll yeah, we'll 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 talk rubbish and you know and kind of chew the fat, but but it's what we do, Denise, because you know, yeah. we love it, you know. It's it's what we really really enjoy, you it's know. Not, we're just, we're, it, my, my mother always says about constructive criticism, and it's not that we want to kind of you know have dogs no. or you know we love no. the sport and we'd like to see these yeah. changes to improve it even more. Yeah, yeah, and and we all, you know, I'm a member of the association, and you're a member of the association, and I'm a member of my club, and you're a member of your club, so therefore, I'm entitled to my opinion, and I don't have a problem with anybody having an yeah. opinion. Think it out, you know, and, and if people think, Frank, that's absolute rubbish you're talking, brilliant, tell me that, but have mm -hmm. a logical argument to why it's rubbish, and then yeah. we can have a debate about it, and if I'm wrong, I'll put my hand up it. 
now, well, you know what, your opinion is right and mine is wrong and I'm going to have a change on that. You know, but have an opinion and voice your opinion through your club and, and then we'll build an even stronger and even better association, you know. In soccer, in the women's FEI Cup quarterfinals, Bohemians defeated Sligo Rovers 3-1. Shelburne came from 2-0 down to defeat Piedmont United 3-2. Cup holders Wexford Jutes were 3-1 winners over DLR Waves, while Athlone Town beat Cork City 2-0. And the draw for the semi-finals of the Cup is this afternoon. This weekend, it's the TG Carher All-Ireland Ladies Junior Football Championship final replay and the game will take place in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh. Throw-in is at 5pm. So I spoke to Fermanagh captain Molly McGloin and we also got the views of Antrim captain Cathy Carey. We've just gone through the match um, and not focused on the penalty decision and other decisions that are made in a, in a match can't be changed. So you, the whole thing is just not to not to worry about them too much and worry about what you can do um, to help your own performance and the team's performance. So the focus has been on how we can improve for the next game. Um, and yeah, both teams had opportunities to win it and both teams could have lost it. So, But you're just glad to get a second bite of the cherry. It's better than, than losing it, I suppose. Got something to improve all over the pitch, but I suppose the most obvious one um, was our conversion rate. So we kick as many points as, and goals as we would have liked uh, compared to how many chances we got. So I suppose we were creating those chances and we just didn't finish them. Um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of areas that everybody can improve on, I suppose, whenever you look back at your own game as well. So yeah, hopefully we've done enough in these two weeks to, to kind of work on that. Last week absolutely flew in, so we were back training on Tuesday night, but it was more about looking after girls and making sure everybody recovered properly, and um, yeah, we just went back to our normal routine, I suppose. That's what girls were used to as well. He didn't want too much of a break because it was less than two weeks um, to the replay, So and there was plenty of work to be done, so... Um, yeah, we were straight back in on Tuesday and on Thursday again, so all go again. Everybody got through the game injury-free and have been, so yeah, it's just about managing that the next two weeks. Like We were very fortunate that we had a full panel to pick from in the first game, so as long as Touchwood this week goes okay, uh, we'll have a full panel to pick from again, and I'm sure it'll be another tough team to pick. You love playing in Croke Park, like, it's great, but I think in terms of two Ulster teams playing in a replay, I don't know whether people would agree or disagree, but I think it promotes the the game that it is um, in our match a bit closer to both counties it might get a few neutrals to go to the game might create a really good atmosphere so yeah you're just kind of hoping for all those things a pitch and that's what you try and focus on every time that you do go to a new pitch or whatever that still has two posts and green grass so you're kind of just relying on that there fact and hopefully the experience of playing in a big stadium for the first time for a lot of girls last week um, will carry through just our match this week just watching the commotions yesterday it was Brilliant to see, and it does kind of spur you on a wee bit. You wanna, you wanna emulate that there, and you wanna bring as much silverware back to the county as possible. And yeah, the fact that they done it kind of gives you an R we kick just to to go for it. So yeah, it was a really good buzz yesterday. Whenever they had won it, and it's great to see. So hopefully we can follow suit. People are already asking about it, and anybody I've been speaking to that was at the last game there looking to go. But it's great to see for female sport like um that it's taken a, a massive climb a, a bit of a skyrocket so and no reason not to very entertaining as we saw from all our finals day and um you would love to see a big crowd at it especially just people um giving it a chance as well and going and seeing what the crack is and and hopefully being um enjoying it while they're there like but yeah it's brilliant to see uh ladies sport on the way up and continuing to rise like um i think it can 
it can still improve and it can still get more numbers and more people watching it and stuff. Um, and it's going the right direction. Um, I, I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. We haven't won it in, in 10 years now. So it's always kind of always talk about getting up and playing at a higher level and being able to provide something for younger girls to look up to and aspire to be and aspire to play with and stuff. So we've great underage coming through. There's loads of clubs being formed on a yearly basis and the sport is growing as a whole in the county. So I think just one wee boost would give it give it a massive, or one wee win, not wee win, but one win would give it a massive boost within the county because um, there's a lot of work that goes on behind closed doors and it would just be nice to see that they're kind of rewarded um, and and a good a good platform for youth kind of coming through to build towards. You mentioned about a full panel to pick from. Is Michelle McGee back in? No, um, I meant a full panel. I suppose a full panel from the All Ireland Final there available mm. for selection. That's okay. When you look back on the game and then you remember how last year was, will you get more? out of the fact that you were so close to maybe losing and then you come back and you got the draw and got the replay um, and then the heartbreak from last year. Yeah, I think both games, have stood, I think last year's game stood to us um, last Sunday because we went out with, I suppose, a bit of experience and knowing a wee bit more what they expect and then hopefully this Saturday, last Sunday, will show us that the game's not over till it's over um, and you have to fight to the better end for it. So, any kind of final experience is good experience. It really it stands by a team, um, especially some of the younger players who maybe hadn't played in Crook Park or whatever before and that the whole big day lead up to it and stuff. So, yeah, you just hope that everybody's picked up something from it. Um, and as a team, we, we know what's expected um, and that it's, it's never going to be an easy final to win. Like You mentioned the chances and Emma even said it after the game about the wise that you kicked. But I suppose that was the only blot when you think of so many positives that you can take out of that performance. Yeah, there are loads of positives. Um, and the fact that you are creating scoring chances itself is a massive positive. So, um, yeah, it's not. The past couple of weeks, we've been looking at all those positives as well and you try and build on those. Um, and then you work the things that didn't go right in and around that there. So, um, yeah, the, the game went well for a good part of it. Each team's going to have their purple patch. I'm not surprised to end it in a draw but because of the nature of our last number of games. But, um, yeah, both teams had opportunities to win it. So it could have went either way towards the end. Are we going to call yourselves and Fermanagh friendly foes? <laughs> yeah. None of the games, really. Um, Kai and I, they're just competitive matches so yeah it's, it's healthy regularly. I think so that's the one thing that people are going to get on Saturday is a good tough honest game yeah um, I think so and if anybody has seen any of the last games that's what they'll have seen as well so yeah another game with Antrim I think at this stage you need no introduction to each other yeah no definitely not I suppose that was our fourth time playing them there last Sunday and so we're going into our fifth now but yeah, so that's exactly what was expected there last Sunday. Just a, a good, tight match and a tough battle for us both. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll be another exciting encounter on Saturday. You started off well the last day, but then Antrim got into the groove. But you showed great character to come back into that game. Yeah, definitely. I suppose with the first five, ten minutes, I think we were two points up. And then we let them back into it. I think they nearly got their purple patch at that stage. 
And then going in at half time, we were three points down. So even just come out in the second half, yeah, I suppose as you say, it just showed our character, especially being such a young team, you know. I suppose just going back to that Irish day attitude and we really just dug it out and um, thankfully we got the level at the end. Because in your semi-final, you were six points down early on. I suppose you took some heart from that performance. Yeah, definitely. I suppose we had that at half time going and we were thinking of that match too. You know, we knew... In the Limerick match, we were able to come back from six points down and win the game. And yeah, I suppose three points was, you know, we knew we could do that too. And thankfully we did. And I suppose going up one point in the last few minutes too, it was disappointing at the end not to, to have it, you know, you know, not to win it when we had it. But it could have went either way throughout the match. So um, we'll take the draw. Yeah, because I was going to say that to you. I suppose mixed emotions in some ways because you fought so hard to get back into the game. Then obviously you went ahead and then Antrim got that free at the end to level it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think in the second half we were just, we had so much hunger and just so much aggressiveness in us and we just wanted, really wanted to win. And I suppose we did. We went up by one point and I suppose initially at the, on the final whistle went, we were disappointed. Uh, you know, and we knew we were so close. But watching it back and reflecting on it, like we knew that they they could have they could have had it at different times as well. And I suppose I'll go back and I'll say it could have went either way. So we're we are happy with the draw. I don't think Antrim would like to know that any of your junior titles have been won outside Crow Park. The two that you won before. Yeah, I know we just can't seem to win it in Crow Park, am I? But uh, yeah, I suppose uh, even just having that experience too of. You know, being in yet another All Ireland final, you know, that match last week will definitely stand us. And I suppose the venue doesn't necessarily matter at the end of the day. I know Crow Park's the nice pitch to play on, and so is the Athletic Grounds. But honestly, we'd play in any venue if it means playing another All Ireland final. And two people that know the Athletic Grounds quite well as part of your management team. Yeah, I suppose Kiva and James, yeah, they're both from Armagh. So, yeah, they, they would have had a good few matches here in, in the Athletic Grounds, but I suppose. It's not going to work that much as an advantage to us, really. Like we, we'll not be on it. Like obviously before the match, but um, yeah, we're not. Again, we're not going to overthink the venue either. You know, we're here to do a job, and um, hopefully we do it. Uh, for this game, I suppose, were you looking more ahead to this game, the replay, than looking back at what might have been in the the first game? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's no point dwelling on the other game either. But I suppose we do have to look at it back to see where. The areas we can work on, I suppose, but I suppose there was a lot of positives to take from that game as well. So watching it back is definitely, you know, it's a great thing to do. But um, yeah, definitely, all we're all focused now on Saturdays, and hopefully we, hopefully we do it. We get over the line. How have preparations been? Yeah, um, very positive. You know, we we got back to training there last Tuesday, and um, so yeah, we're we're we've reset and we've refocused and we're just ready to go again. I suppose um, James, he's away. He's got married there last Friday, so um, we haven't had him in. But you know what? There was a plan put in place um, to accommodate this, and uh, yeah, we're, it definitely hasn't took away our focus at all. I was going to say, knowing James daily, he probably did have a backup plan, and it's not a case of kind of misbehaving while the parent is away. No, no, definitely not. No, James has it all under control. People have stepped in, and uh, yeah, it's been great. And the atmosphere, training, the positive vibe has been great and the girls are just ready to go again. We had Kiva and Ryan, they were here until Wednesday I think and then our physio, her her brother has stepped in, he's a coach as well so it's been great just having that, just even just a fresh face into and a fresh perspective I suppose watching the game back too so yeah I know yeah, no, we've had people step into the role and it's been great. He's called Niall McCann. 
the build-up's been good, we've been training hard and we're, we're ready. I suppose we have two more trainings now until, until Saturday and uh, yeah, hopefully we do this. Hopefully we get over the line. Well done to Leona Maguire who finished tied for fourth in the AIG Women's Open and it's the Cavan Women's Career best finish in a major. On Friday night last, we were all in shock as news filtered of the sudden death of Tipperary hurler Dylan Quirk. He had collapsed while playing for his club, Clonulty Ross Moore, in a championship match at Semple Stadium. Words are hard to find at times like this and we at Sports Girls and Sports Talk would like to send our condolences to Dylan's family, his friends, teammates, both club and county and all who knew him. Grant me, O Lord, a hurler's skill with strength of arm and speed of limb, unerring eye for the flying ball, and courage to match whatever befall. May my stroke be steady and my aim be true, my actions manly and my misses few. No matter what way the game may go, may I rest in friendship with every foe. When the final whistle for me has blown, and I stand at last before God's judgment throne, may the great referee, when he calls my name, say you hurled like a man, you played the game. Aryesh Jake Areva Annam. So until next week, Slong Afford. <laughs>